This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with a big kid and a little kid. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a baby. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, skill sets. Plus, Biz questions the motivation behind some Thanksgiving books. Teresa is still in the fog, and we talk to Allie Harper, the founder of Our Shelves, a diverse children's book box service and advocacy effort. Woo! Do 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 do! Pow! Hi, Teresa. <laughs> Hello. Gobble gobble! Thanksgiving is over. Yep. How are you? Funny you should mention Thanksgiving being over. I was eating the last leftover Mm. piece of pumpkin pie yesterday morning at breakfast. Breakfast pie. And Oscar came over and he wanted some and mine was almost gone. So I was giving him like a bite, but I was like, there isn't much more left. And then he's like, this is the last of the pie. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) And then I said, don't worry, there will be more pie in your future. And I was thinking to myself, like, I guess we'll have pie at Thanksgiving still. And then I thought, well, if... If we're still going to have Thanksgiving, where did this pie come from? <laughs> did it come from Halloween? We don't have Is this th- a Halloween pie? pie at Halloween. <laughs> and then I went, oh, yeah, we did have Thanksgiving. Mm, like two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. A little foggy. I'm foggy. A little foggy. I'm really foggy. Yeah. And I, I feel like I've been trying to come out of the fog for like a year. Mm. Like I feel maybe not a year, maybe more like six months. I've been feeling like, okay, I'm out of the baby phase. Like things are happening. And like I keep kind of mentally preparing myself like this is going to be <laughs> it. We're going to like start being a person yeah. again. And just something happens to keep that from happening. And I just am still like, I'm okay. I just don't know what's happening. I just, (laughs) I'm just like, I'm just like staying afloat. Yep. You know, not all better now. No. (laughs) And like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't like, I I was driving here this morning and I decided not to listen to anything. Mm. Because I thought, I haven't had any, like, quiet for a while, and maybe that will be helpful. And I found myself giving myself, like, a motivational pep talk in my head, (laughs) which is very sweet of myself. Good job, Um, You know, rather than just, like, berating myself about something on the way to work. I was kind of, like, trying to put myself up, and I was thinking about just trying to, like, feel good about my efforts like trying to like feel good about all the work that I'm doing all the time like kind of like kind of like take ownership of that and like kind of like boost myself up a little bit yeah and and I was like oh yeah that that idea again I remember trying to do that (laughs) a while ago and a while ago before that and like somehow keep (laughs) keep crushing myself down Uh, in between. So, I don't know. That's oh. that's kind of where I am today. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Here's the deal. Despite okay. the fog, <laughs> I still see you. Oh, thanks, babe. I see you. Yeah. You're thanks. doing a very good job. Thanks. Yeah. It's that weird thing of like, isn't this supposed to be? Yeah. And I think like with each, like, because we all, we went through it with the first kid where we were like, yeah. Okay, now I'm out of it. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, I wasn't. Now, now I'm, out I'm out of it. it. No, yeah. that was wrong. Now yeah. I'm out of it. Yeah. For real. Yeah. And then you have the second kid and you forget all that again. Like, for whatever yeah. reason, maybe it's just because one 
is sort of older. Yeah. You just assume all of them are, you know, like each time yeah. it's the same old like, yeah. oh, there'll be sleep problems. Right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, there'll be. And, and there's something about the coming out of the fog that is just like so evilly tricky where you're like this is it you have a good day and you think this is it yeah i'm a person again and then you're not right huh yeah well (laughs) there you go you nailed it nailed it you're welcome yeah how are you (laughs) i'm all right i'm all right okay because Thanksgiving uh, is over, uh-huh. well, we're about to put away the Thanksgiving books. And uh-huh. I really like that Teresa was like, Thanksgiving books? Yeah. And I'm like, honey, we got boxes for each holiday. <laughs> uh, oh, library, one day you're going to yeah. get such a great <laughs> box of book donations. Yeah. So we have several, like, box, enough for a big box of Thanksgiving books. Wow. Several of them are the Give Thanks this is like why I'm thankful kind of thing. There are mm-hmm. a couple of like mice pilgrim books, which yeah. are completely not only historically inaccurate, but it's mice being pilgrim, which right. is weird. Yeah. But and there's always a curious George one. But right. uh, <laughs> most of them are very funny books uh-huh. about turkeys trying to get away <laughs> from being <laughs> slaughtered yeah. and eaten yeah. for Thanksgiving. And I every year I forget that this is Like, one of our favorite ones is a book called Run, Turkey, Run. (laughs) Here comes the farmer. Clackety clack. You know, like, if Turkey dresses up like a pig, will the farmer notice him? Yes! Yeah. Run, Turkey. Right. So we love this book. But then there's, like, every book is like, Turkey's Best Thanksgiving. Turkey, you know, whatever. And so every time I read them... I keep forgetting that that's the point of the books. And I think, is it the point of the book? Uh Like, do these people writing this book, are they still going to go home and have turkey on Thanksgiving? Yeah. Like, is it supposed to be funny or is is it like a pro-vegetarian? Right. Because it's a lot. I mean, it's not like it's just one or two. Yeah. I would say that like 70% of Thanksgiving books are, at least in my house, are do not eat. They're not about gratitude. They're not about (laughs) gratitude. They're about the attitude. Of a turkey trying to get away from a farmer. And so it's, it just cracks me. Every time I start reading it, I kind of look at Ellis, and I remember doing this with Katie Bell, where I'm like, are they aware of what's happening yeah. at this point? Like, am I going to put the, like, yeah. the turkey down by eye? I mean, Stefan cooks the turkey. Oh, yeah. Is Stefan going to put the turkey down and, like, Ellis is going to suddenly connect, like, run, turkey, run, or any yeah. of these with this turkey yeah. and then just scream in horror? Yeah. And then I was like, there's no other holiday where we're supposed to be this empathetic with, like, you know, like, we just got through with Halloween. And most of those pumpkins who we personify uh-huh. definitely want to be cut up. Right. Right. They're like, oh, please please pick me and cut me open. Yeah. Yay. Now I'm dead. Okay. Christmas trees want to get picked for Christmas. Yay. You are talking about all plant matter, though. Well, that's true. But they've been personified to be like to have human feelings. Got it. Just like the turkeys have been. Right. But uh, Easter, hens are like, oh, please take my eggs. Right. Fresh from my body. Decorate them and then hide them. I feel so special that I have been chosen to do this. And so anyway, I just okay. it's yeah. just I just was like, huh? Yeah. There's a clear message. And what is the message trying to communicate? I don't know. Maybe it would be easier just to have grilled cheese and pizza. Sure. With all the sides. That's it, what the kids are gonna eat anyway. That's what they're gonna eat. <laughs> so fucking. <laughs> 
trail, which ties in kind of to what we're going to talk about, which is sort of these new skill sets, maybe not new, but skill sets related to parenting and having children in our house that are very different. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. I don't think that tied in at all. But yeah, let's really. move along. Yeah. So Teresa and I were talking about what we wanted to talk about. And I said, well, what is going on? Both of us are still in that kind of foggy, like, I don't know. Nothing's happening yeah. in our lives. Actually, probably everything is happening. Too much is happening. It's too much that I'm just like, yeah. what? where's yeah. my foot? I'm going to watch it step and then another yes. step. Yes. So Teresa then says the following to me. Okay. And I was like. Oh, my God. That's so wonderful. After I stopped laughing. So, <laughs> I just said, I've been thinking a lot about how there's, like, two things going on at all times. There's living with kids, <laughs> and then there's parenting. <laughs> and they're two actually yeah. totally separate things. Like, I sometimes think that I'm tired from parenting, yeah. but I'm not tired from parenting because I haven't been doing much parenting. I've just been living with kids, <laughs> and I'm tired of living with kids. <laughs> They're totally separate things. You're right. And it's actually free. As soon as you said it, I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. they are two. They, yeah. they require two different skill sets Absolutely. to deal with. Yeah. Or if you like, two different mentalities. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking, because one of the things I've been kind of thinking about recently is this, like Ellis the other day was like, grapes. I love grapes. And I was like, when did you start liking grapes again? Because like. A year ago, yeah. after eating grapes for three years, you were yeah. like, I never want to eat grapes again. Yeah. And I was like, what? Or, you know, I don't like grilled cheese. What? You've eaten grilled cheese like every day. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Why? Who are you? And I was like, have I just been assuming that because they're my children, I'm supposed to know who they are? Yeah. Or is it, am I just living with two strangers and being yeah. asked to live with two strangers? Yeah. yeah. All the time. Yeah. You're living with these other people. Yeah. These other people. Yeah. And even though I made them, yeah. it doesn't mean I know anything about them. Yeah. And that is something no one talks about. Yeah. And I, so I think there's like, so like it's, you're right. Parenting and living. Let's just talk about living with children. Okay. First. Yes. Because I think that's actually harder. <laughs> yeah. It might A be. Little? Like, I feel like. <laughs> well, I kind of feel like I would be happy with either one. I just don't want to do both at the same time. Like, I really yeah. like having my kids around. Yeah. I always, like, you know, I had three kids because I wanted to have yeah. kids around. Like, yes. I wanted to have that like kind kids. of house, you know? Yeah. But, like, when there's kids around, I can't think clearly enough to parent them. Right. And then it goes the other way, too. Like, I feel like if I have time and space to myself yeah. and there aren't any kids there... I can totally figure out how to parent the shit out of any situation. Like, I'm super yeah. clear. Yeah. I know. Because they're distracting us. Yeah. Because you're right. There's I like having my kids around, too. And then suddenly they do something in which I know I need to step in and parent. Yeah. And, like, help guide them through something. Yeah. But then that takes all the fun. Yeah. 
out of enjoying them. Yeah. And like there's a whole energy yeah. to having your house fall out. Like if we have you ever if you've ever had people over like to stay for like a couple of days, like yeah. house guests or relative guests, or even just a party that was maybe an hour longer yeah. than you should have made. Yes. It should have been three hours, guys, yeah. not four. Yep. And then you're like, I'm so tired yeah. from having all these people yeah. in my house. Kids, you just invited them there forever. Yeah. They're there forever. Yeah. yeah. Like all the time. Yeah. And they're loud. Yeah. And they break things. Yeah. Not intentionally. No. Sometimes. N- yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> they ask for stuff. Yeah. Like all, it's all the things. And you know what? The I think it's so interesting that you say this because the things that I think I wrestle with the most about quote unquote parenting yeah. is actually the things that I'm wrestling with about just living with them. Yeah. The constant asking for things. Yeah. The leaving their mess around. Yeah. The and now while parenting steps in to try and teach them how to live with other people too. Yeah. You it's hard to get the, it's hard because because then when I'm parenting like please pick up your clothes. We pick up yeah. our clothes because yeah. uh, we all live together. It's a sign of respect. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. All yeah. that comes out as is pick up your clothes. Right. Would you like to be naked for the rest of this week? Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's not parenting. Yeah. That's yelling at people who are in your house. Yeah. It's really true. <laughs> I feel like so and I don't think I don't think Jesse would mind me saying this, but like I think there are like you can be good, better at one or mm. worse at one. Like I yes. I was thinking like cuz I think Jesse is really good at parenting. Like mm. I think his like parenting choices are really great and he's like a very loving parent and very like patient and yeah. good at like setting boundaries and like a lot of like his his parenting approach is like very skilled I yeah. feel but he's terrible at living with kids oh, like it makes yeah. him totally crazy like coming home at the end of the work day when he walks in the house it's like really hard for him yeah. to adjust to being in a room where People There's are no- excited to yeah. see him and they're loud. The dogs are barking. People want to show him stuff. He's trying to <laughs> yes. put his stuff down. There's yeah. stuff everywhere. There's stuff on his stuff. stuff. There, like all of that st- weekends. Like he, we often joke that he like needs his own little house yeah. near our house <laughs> to like go to because it's true. Like it's, it's just the, li- the living the coexisting yeah. in the house is really challenging for him. Yeah. And it that is, it's totally a separate. It's separate. It's not the yeah. same thing. And it's not bad either. It's just. No, it's just a, who you are. And yeah. How you grew up. Hard to live with people. It is hard to live it's, with people. It is. It's yeah. amazing. There are times where I'm like, Stefan, I cannot believe we live together. Yeah. And that we're still like. Isn't that amazing sometimes? I mean, it's a weird choice. Yeah. It's just, crazy, actually, it's like, if you think about it. For a long time. For a long time. And we share a bed. Oh, yeah. I mean, we share everything. Yeah. I mean, there's I some things we don't share because I'm like, a little mystery, please, know, unless one of us is really sick. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> but door like, closed. Yeah. For the most yeah. part, we share a lot. Yeah. And that, and I mean, you know, we're just lucky that we both have like a relatively similar sense of like basic rules of yeah, living yeah. together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like. But do your kids share the those kids rules? Do not share those rules <laughs> yet. You know, I'd bend them to my will. Yeah. But you're right. There's like when you walk in the door, even if I've come away from one of those like weekends where yeah. I've been traveling or, or ha- they've yeah. gone away for yeah, the week. Yeah. I mean, for the week, I wish. Yeah, they've right. gone away yeah. for 24 hours. Wouldn't and they that come be funny, back. guys, if Biz like all along, she just never mentioned that her. <laughs> 
her kids go away for a week now and then, and she just never mentioned that. That would be surprise. Wouldn't that be fun. funny? Yeah. So, uh, and they come back, uh-huh. and I am immediately overwhelmed. Yeah. By just yeah. the people the coming into the house. energy and the noise yeah. and the, yeah. And it, you're the right. Stuff. It's not yeah. the same as parenting. Yeah. I'm not even sure there's much to talk about the parenting side because the parenting skills really, they are easier. Yeah. When you can actually like learn them in a book. Yeah. You can get advice from somebody about them. Right. You can think about things and decide which action is right for you. Correct. All of that stuff is a lot more methodical. Yeah. While just living together, because there's also, they have to live with us. True. And, you know, there is some setting examples whether we're aware of it or not, yeah. that might make the parenting harder. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> right? my God. Oh, that's oh, so true. I'm so sorry. Oh. Right? Yes. Right? I get to have this because I'm the grown-up. Right. Right? Or yes. like, why? Do, you know, like just anytime we don't want to be nice roommates right. or nice people living in the same house with other people. Yeah. Are we just supposed to be expected to be good people to live with? Right. That I mean, you know, we do set these examples. Right. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. You know, like, you know, like I'm a house cleaner. I need the house clean to make me feel calm at the end of the day. Uh-huh. I'm not a perfectionist house cleaner, but like sweep up the floor, count, yeah. you know, dishes go in at the end of the day. You know, that kind of thing. Just general straight, yeah. right, at the end of the day. But I also think, well, this is a good example for the kids, but simultaneously— right. Is it an example in which that will manifest into, like, I ha- I can't have a mess? Right. Right? Yeah. So, like, how do I then parent through that if they th- if I'm trying to let them know, it's okay, you can have a mess, you don't have to be perfect, if they're seeing this weird image, or vice versa? Yeah. And also, maybe they don't like living with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, what I'm thinking about is, like, the way you're describing that right now, it's sort of, it seems like... Part of the problem is that all of that kind of feels like parenting, even right. if it's like indirect passive parenting, because right. it's like it's all having an effect Fact. and we're the parent. Right. So parenting. Yeah. So maybe that's what or, looks like. What do you think about like, you know, how they you, they say like nowadays parents spend like 10 times as much time with their kids, like mm, parenting their kids right. as they used to in America. We're just like much more active parents as yeah. a society. It's so funny. Since which society is, doesn't support the active it's parenting. It's really How is that impossible given I know. there's no leave I know. hardly. There's no money for people to have babies. There's no day kit, free day kit. That's so a like, crazy. I'm but, sorry. I don't no, want to derail on yeah. that. But that is like, it's that's crazy. I mean, it is crazy. Yeah. It's really hard to understand. Yeah. And like the only way I kind of understand it, which is like such a caricature of reality, <laughs> is like I just imagine like in the 50s and 60s, like a lot more just like people living in the same house. Yeah. But like without parenting happening. Like, they do just you know were what I mean? living. Yeah, like the kids are doing what kids are supposed to do. Right. And the parents are doing what parents are supposed to do. Yeah, well, I think there's... I, If television has taught me anything, <laughs> a lot of that takes place when they're older. Right. Right? Like, yeah. I still believe you got to yeah. set some kind of... The, those like, Bradys clearly set some sort of groundwork yeah. so that they felt comfortable enough that their kids were just out 
making Doing choices, whatever. making mistakes, yeah. Yeah. coming around to it, that kind of stuff. Not yeah. trying to like micromanage their choice or warn them of what could happen. Yeah. Right. Which I think is one that's easy to get bogged down in. Right. Let me teach you by my experience. Right. So right. I, I, I really am hoping that we will get to that as the kids get all like Katie Bell's nine. So there's lots of you can find something to do. We don't have to right. be oh, yeah. doing this at all. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, I don't. You I can, do that now, yeah, too. Yeah, right? So I, I think seven. some yeah. of that is yeah. age. You yeah. can't just let kids go be kids, mm-hmm. right, <laughs> when they're three. Right. Sometimes, depending on your situation yeah. and how you've set the house up. Yeah, yeah. And it also depends on your kid, right? It depends yeah. on you. But I don't know why I use those voices for that. But anyway, <laughs> but I maybe it gets easier to live with mm. to separate the living and the parenting when the kids are old enough to yeah. do more independent living. Yes. They might turn into more horrible people. I mean, all the people who've got teens who listen to the show are yeah. like, oh, that's yeah. not. Now you're just They're living all, with a yeah. jerk. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. But you don't have to parent them? Yeah. <laughs> so not true. Yeah, this is not true. Oh. So to recap, parenting, easy. Living with children, uh-huh. very, very. I actually, I need to add one more thing. Uh-huh. The living with children, besides the energy and the inherent selfishness of children, there's also. I think that plays into the confusion about self care. Oh yeah, right because it's not our parenting that's keeping us from self care. Possibly, it's the fact that we are living yeah. with so many people in our house. Yeah, that it's hard to. To find that. Yeah. Is there any benefit to like really looking at it like this? I mean, <laughs> is there? I find it helpful because maybe it's like, <laughs> this is whatever. You guys are used to me by now, but like this, I, I find it helpful because like if I separate them out, mm-hmm. I, it helps me understand what's hard and it gives me like an extra thing to feel like I'm doing a good job <laughs> at. Like that's perfect. Yeah. I think that's perfect. Okay. We're doing a good job at living with other people. Yep. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Care Of, a monthly subscription vitamin service that delivers personalized vitamin and supplement packs. Care Of's fun online quiz asks you about your diet, health goals, and lifestyle choices and takes only five minutes to find vitamins and supplements tailored to you. Your vitamins are delivered in personalized, easy-to-remember daily packs, and vegan and vegetarian supplement options are available to match your dietary needs. For 25% off your first month of personalized Care Of Vitamins, visit TakeCareOf.com and enter code BADMOTHER. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius 
Fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. My parents visited for a couple of days, and Gracie and Jesse had gone on a little trip over Thanksgiving to um, visit some family back east, and they got home really late last night, Sunday night, and Grace was adamant that she wanted to go to school this morning, and I was like, that's great. Well, you know, I've talked a lot about my commute with getting her to school, and it's far. (laughs) And uh, my parents were leaving this morning, and they offered we could drive her to school for you on our way out of town because it's kind of in the direct. It's like basically in the same direction as them leaving town. And, you know, there was this part of me that was like, well, Grace just got home from this trip, and you know, she's going to be like readjusting to being home and she got home really late and she's tired. And like yeah. when things are different, that makes things really challenging. But then I was like, oh, but they're like giving me the gift of like 90 minutes of my life oh. on a Monday morning. And I kind of knew she'd probably be fine. And so I just said, yes. Good job. And it went fine. <laughs> that is a good job. Yeah. I'm really glad that I said yes to that. <laughs> So over the Thanksgiving holiday break, Stefan took the kids to his parents for an overnight. So Friday, so he they left Friday, and so I had all day Friday into Saturday morning before the Alabama-Auburn Iron Bowl game. Everybody had to be home for that. And do you know what I did? What? I watched so much television. Oh, my God. That sounds I, so amazing. I watched everything that the, the CW had to offer me in terms of The Flash and Supernatural and Arrow and just all of them. I watched them all. And just shout out to the CW's DC comic book driven shows. That is some inclusive (laughs) shit. They have, not only have they done an amazing job just throwing race to the wind when it comes to traditionally, you know, like who's what and who the superheroes are, mm-hmm. what color they are, uh, which is great. But also a lot of lesbian and gay characters nice. on there, which is, I mean, just so, so much so that it's totally normal. Good. And I just, I just, good job to the CW. Good. And all of that. Anyway, I watched a lot of television. Good for I you. felt great. Good job. <laughs> Hi, I'm calling with a genius today. Um, we've got, well, we've had, um, like our measuring cups and measuring spoons in a drawer in our kitchen forever. And for some reason, I didn't baby proof these ones or toddler proof, I should say. Anyway, I've been like picking up my measuring spoons and measuring cups off the floor seriously like every day. I'm pretty sure I wash measuring cups on a daily basis, but I don't use them because you know, they're all over the kitchen floor. So anyway, I just moved them. Like I put them up on a counter by my coffee cups. And I guess my genius is like, why do the measuring cups and spoons have to be in a drawer? Why can't they just be in the cabinet where she can't reach them? I don't know why it took me this long to figure this out. I've seriously been washing measuring cups and measuring spoons every wash, like every load in the dishwasher for like months now. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. I can just move them, like put them up. There's still another set of measuring spoons she can play with in there, and I don't have to wash them every fucking day. So, anyway, that's it. Just, just 
so stupid, but <laughs> whatever. It works. Thanks, guys. You're doing a great job. You're doing such a good yeah, job. Great job. These are my favorite geniuses. Yeah. It's like, oh, it took me a long time to realize they could do that simple thing. Yeah. And what a game changer it is. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Not one that you can tell anybody about. Everybody will be like, what? Yeah, they'll be like, oh, great. Okay. All right. Great. Why do you? Children have ruined your life. Yeah. I don't have kids. I can put measuring cups anywhere I want. <laughs> I think it's amazing. I do, too. Such a good job. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Fail me, Teresa. So last week I was, whatever, long story. Anyways, <laughs> I ended up having to kill time and there was a store and there was a jacket in that store and I tried it on <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, this is so great because I've been looking for something like this and... Here it is, and it's on sale, and I'll just I'll just get it. Great. So I bought it really fast, mm-hmm. and I left. And later that day, just a feeling came over me. Like, have I seen this jacket before? <laughs> and I thought to myself, I don't know. It, there's something really too familiar about this jacket. <laughs> Um, and then yet later, hours later, mm-hmm. it dawned on, actually, it wasn't hours later. It was the, it was the next morning yeah. when we were getting ready to come in and record and I was getting ready to come in and I realized Biz has this jacket. <laughs> Biz just got this jacket. This is the same exact jacket that Biz has. And that's the reason that I like it. Like, I like it because it's a cute jacket, but like there was some familiarity mm-hmm. to it that I was like, oh, this is great. This is what I want. This is what I've been wanting. So I texted Biz and she was like, yeah, I recognize that. (laughs) And now I just feel, I mean, you were very nice about it, Biz. I don't know why you don't want to be twinsies with me. But (laughs) what I feel bad, okay, so there's two reasons I feel bad and then I'll be done with this. Um, (laughs) One is you didn't get to choose to be twins with me. I imposed (laughs) it on you. So I'll never, I'll never feel okay being twins with you in it because it wasn't your idea. It is now. Okay. (laughs) And then secondly, it just made me feel like similar to how I talked last week about having Jesse pick up my clothes for me. I just, it made me feel a little bit like, okay, yeah. Like I didn't. Like, I didn't, like, even choose this jacket. I just noticed a jacket, jacket that I recognize because my friend wears it. What's Do great, you know what I mean? It is. But what's great is that it's your fail jacket. Yeah, it's my fail jacket. And for That's me, right. it's my genius jacket. That's right. We were in, it was we a were genius. in Chicago, and yeah. I had I, my failure was having yes. not brought a jacket. Yeah. And then getting that jacket for, like, so cheap because yeah. I had a gift card yeah. in my wallet and yeah. it was on sale. Yeah. So like I paid almost so nothing for yeah. it. And so we actually, we have to wear it now. I know. Because it's the genius and failed it's jacket. It's meaningful. Okay. It's meaningful. Okay. Also, never copy me again. You're doing a horrible job. <laughs> Thanksgiving is over and we had a very long break, in my opinion. <laughs> And I took Ellis back to school today, 
And we remembered that today was the letter V. We brought some Velcro mm. to share. I'm putting stuff in his cubby. And I'm like, golly, this feels empty. There is something missing from this mm. cubby. His bedding. It was all his bedding for yeah. his naps. And this is a Monday where yeah. I have to turn right around from here. Yeah. I mean, from school and go right here because where we record right. is not in Pasadena. Yeah, yeah. And so I have to, like, text Stefan, who's already left to take Katie Bell to school, to, like, oh, you're going to have yeah. to get the sheets. Can you get the sheets? And he did. And he was very nice to do it. But I was like, damn it. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. I remembered the Velcro. Yeah, you Mm. did. Can't sleep on Velcro. No. Hi, Biz and Teresa. I'm calling with a fail. I was making myself a sandwich for lunch today and realized the bread was moldy. And it's the same bread, loaf of bread, that I made my 14-month-old sandwich and sent it to daycare with him today. So, yeah, I sent my son a moldy bread sandwich for lunch. I hope daycare doesn't judge me too hard. Thanks. Bye. That sucks. Well, yeah. I I had a similar thing happen with hot dog buns uh-huh. and like had just given everybody hot dogs. Yeah. In those buns. Yeah. Isn't that weird? And then like later yeah. it was like, oh my God. Yeah. These are going to make those kids stronger. <laughs> It is awful. I am so sorry. I'm sorry, too. You're doing a horrible job (laughs) paying attention to the small things. (laughs) You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. One Bad Mother is brought to you in part by Pure Organic Stevia. If you're looking for sweeter ways to start your day, it's time to put down the sugar and pick up Pure Organic Stevia. Pure, spelled P-Y-U-R-E, is an organic, zero-calorie sugar substitute made from the stevia plant that's perfect for sweetening your coffee, tea, or smoothie. We all know cutting back on sugar can be challenging. It is the holidays. But Pure will make you forget sugar was ever an option. And right now, our listeners can get a complimentary sample to try for themselves at this exclusive web address pureorganic.com slash badmother. That's pure with a Y, available while supplies last. No calories, no sugar, nothing artificial, just pure organic stevia. Teresa, let's call someone today. Hey, this week we are calling Allie Harper. She has worked as a community organizer and social justice attorney. She served as president of the ACLU of Maryland during the marriage equality efforts, as well as on the boards of the ACLU of Philadelphia and the ACLU of Maine. Allie is the founder of Our Shelves, a diverse children's book box service and advocacy effort. Welcome, Allie! Hello. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Before we get into Our Shelves, which is such a great name, and I'm going to say Ourselves, which I I now get. (laughs) (laughs) Now that you've said it out loud. Now that I've said it out loud and mispronounced it a little bit with my accent, I get it. (laughs) Before we get into that, we want to ask you what we ask all our guests, which is who lives in your house? 
Sure. So there's me, Allie, and my wife, Jen, and our daughter, Anna, and our, um, we have a baby due any day now. Oh my gosh. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> How old is Anna? Anna is um, five and almost six. She'll turn six in January. Oh, I'm sure you have gotten so many comments of, oh, that's a good age difference between the That'll be. <laughs> is she excited? Yeah, she seems excited. She seems excited. Yeah. So far, so good. You know, her world is about to be rocked. So we'll yep. see. Yeah. You know, we'll see. Surprise. <laughs> I'm sure it won't be that big of a deal. No. It won't be. It won't be fine. (laughs) Gonna be great. Well, I assume you guys are excited. (laughs) We are super excited. We are super excited. Yeah, I know. I can't believe we're in the zone. It's going to happen any day now. Any day. Maybe even while we're on the phone. (laughs) I keep waiting for like a call. Anybody. Anybody yeah. even in the room of a phone call yeah. to go into labor. Yeah. Um, oh, well. We should just have people start calling into yeah. the hotline when they're in labor. That should be a new oh. category of oh, calls. God. Yeah, just new category of calls. I'm in labor! Fuck you! <laughs> All right. Let's, let's actually talk about why we have you here, mm-hmm. which is our shelves, which is a children's book box service that focuses on diversity. And I, I want to ask you, why did you start it? Though I can easily answer this question, but it's the <laughs> kind of thing that you have to do as an interviewer. Uh, why did you start this service that we desperately need? Was there a need? <laughs> Was there a need that you had to fill? But you know what I mean. Why Why you, yeah. Allie Harper? Yeah. Why? What led you to this? And I'd love for you to talk a little bit about what diversity means for you in the context of, of these books. Yeah. So as I mentioned, my daughter and our baby-to-be, they're in a two-mom family. And we were really surprised when we birthed Anna and in hindsight, I probably shouldn't have been so surprised, but you we were really surprised. We started, you know, asking around, you know, what kind of two-mom books do people have? And and we asked more broadly as well, which I'll come back to in a second, because we want, it's important that our bookshelves both reflect our own family and also our inclusive values of all the different kinds of kids and families that are out there. Mm-hmm. And on the two-mom front, we were really surprised at how hard it was to find books for Anna at the time to see her family. And and we were also surprised, too, it just more broadly how hard it was to find kind of beautiful, high-quality, age-appropriate kids' books for us to model for them kind of the diverse, inclusive worldview we're trying to cultivate for them. You're right. It's surprising, <laughs> but also not surprising. You know, I mean, like, right. I, I, it's it how... Okay, so so you start the service... Well, I mean, you're inspired to start the service, but the next obvious question is, it was hard to find then. Is it easier to find now? How are you guys selecting books, finding books? You know, how are you guys sourcing books? To get, I, mean, I don't mean to be a downer, but I'm like, uh, we got enough books for a month. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, no, it, sounds, it the, sounds hard. It does sound Basically, hard. It, it sounds does. hard. It sounds really hard. So, especially because, you know, there is a lot of self-publishing that has to happen. I think a lot of times and those books can be overlooked or missed or, you know, and, and as you're talking about, you know, nice quality, you know, the kind of, I don't know. Okay, you answer and I'll stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
no, your question is the perfect question because it gets to why we have a dual mission. So we have a dual mission and we kind of, so this problem of why is it so hard to find these books? We kind of think about it. I mean, that's a complicated question, but we kind of boil it down for the purposes of ourselves to kind of two observations. The one observation is that there are existing beautiful, high quality, age appropriate kids books featuring diverse kids and families. Um, and they're hard to find. So one piece of this is connecting those books to the people seeking them. So we have an incredible curation team, which connects, you know, we call them, we call them the superstar curation team. They have the superpowers of librarians, of teachers, of academics. So these are people who live and breathe diverse kids books all day, every day. And so for people like me who have not been in that world and who are trying to kind of survive yeah. <laughs> as a parent, or, you know, whether that's teachers or librarians, people who are arguably, you know, super busy, maybe even the busiest time of their lives. One thing we can do is connect the expertise of the people who are in this world to the many people who would support it if the books were more, more readily available. Mm. And there's some different reasons, you know, in terms of the existing content, why it's hard to find. There are different reasons for that. Um, you mentioned, you know, some of the publishers creating this content are smaller. Some are self-published. There are also some smaller, more independent presses doing mm -hmm. this work who just lack the distribution and sales and marketing infrastructures that some of the bigger publishers have. So we can be a connect, a connector between those creating this content and those seeking this content to the extent it exists. Um, I mean, another example is in the, in the LGBTQ context, we have made an interesting observation over the last year. So interestingly, there have been a few beautiful books created um, with LGBTQ characters in the last few years. But interestingly, because the books aren't about the identity explicitly, so it's not a story, for example, about a homophobic neighbor or, you know, about a child who has two dads and it's Mother's Day, because the storyline isn't about the identity, mm. What we find is that often the summary on the book cover or the summary on Amazon or in, you know, the metadata, which is where librarians and booksellers can search, those summaries don't mention that there's LGBTQ characters in those books. And it's often for well-intentioned reasons, which is a different conversation right. we can talk about. But the unintended consequence is that the people who are seeking out that diversity and inclusion in their bookshelves aren't able to find those books. So we can, there's some low hanging fruit here that we feel we can connect, you know, those that existing content to the people seeking it. As we all know, and as you both mentioned, there's just not enough high quality content out there. Part of the reason I said earlier that this was surprising to me is because when you think about who buys books and you think about the large audience that is seeking these books, that's to me why it was surprising is there seems to be an opportunity for publishers to really go strong into this space. So the second part of the mission is to advocate for the many diverse books that we don't yet have and to do that through proving the large audience that we think is seeking these books. So for example, you know, in 2015, half the children born in America in that year were kids of color and there's between six and 14 million kids in families with at least one gay parent. There's 12 million millennial moms, at least, who support diverse families like mine. So there's millions and millions of people, we think, who want these books. But we think what we need to do to kind of address the systemic failure here is to really prove and leverage this consumer power. And so that's the second piece of the mission. So, And how that manifests is that 
we ask people through interviews, through surveys, um, through our members and supporters, we ask them, you know, what are the stories that you're having trouble finding? Mm. And we track that data and then we give, we hand that data over to publishers, but we don't just hand it over and say, for example, you know, did you know that there are very few books with two moms main characters? That's just one example. But when we hand that over, we want to also be able to say, and when you create that book, <laughs> we are here to buy that book with significant numbers. Mm. Because what we what we find is that not all publishers, but it seems to be a widespread belief that as soon as you make a character kind of black or brown or gay or Muslim or whatever it may be, there seems to be what we think is a misperception that you're going to decrease your sales and incur increased risk when creating those books. And we want to shift that mindset to when you create these books, you actually are facing an enormous opportunity. But we think to do that, we really need to kind of help organize the market and, you know, collectively assert that consumer power. Wow. Talk about a setup that you've created that allows people who feel like, how am I supposed to make this happen, you know, who want this, to make that really easy, right? By being like, like, I'm always like, well, if I just buy this one book, if I just do this one thing, will the publishers ever recognize, right? As opposed to being like, you guys sort of being able to say, look, people want this, you know? I, I think that's, there is an advocacy component to this, which it just makes it, it's a gift, for people who want this to be very normal, to have their bookshelves, you know, filled with diversity, reflecting, you know, all sorts of family dynamics. So, yeah, good job. Thanks for doing that for us. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's truly, it's definitely a team effort. And the reason we're doing this is because we have, we know we're not alone in the struggles we've had to make, you know, to try to create bookshelves at our, you know, home classroom library that reflect our family, but also our inclusive values, we know that there are millions and millions of other people. So the idea is when we come together um, and create a vehicle for kind of that collective advocacy, we think we could change things. Oh, I love it. Now, tell me, well, not me, I already know. Tell us <laughs> all about the subscription <laughs> service. Who are these books for? How How is this set up? What are the options? Great. So, we just launched, and so the options that we are beginning with are there's a box for kids zero to two, which is mainly board books, beautiful, beautiful board books. We call those the sunshine box. And then we have the rainbow box, which is for kids ages two to five. And then we have the treehouse box for kids five to eight. I mean, sorry, five to seven. Generally, we're not including chapter books yet. That's an area we've heard a lot of desire for, mm-hmm. and we hope to grow in that space. But for now, we're starting with zero to seven, which is board and picture books. Well, I think that is amazing. Is there, before we let you go, is there a, like a favorite book or two that you've come across recently that you're like, oh, this is, hoo, yay. <laughs> oh, gosh, there are so many. Uh, yeah. Oh, gosh. There are so many. Um, you know, I was literally just reading the board book, a beautiful board book called My Heart Filled with Happiness. I mean, it's just a simple, absolutely gorgeous board book about grown-ups and kids, you know, singing and dancing simply but beautifully. We have a great book from a small publisher in Boston called Harini and Padmini Say Namaste, which is just an incredible, this small press in Boston called Ba Rat Babies. 
And it's just a great story of these two girls going to yoga class and being silly and having fun together. And it just so happens that the main character has two moms, one white, one Indian, and they just have a fun time in yoga together. And it's a book that, you know, almost nobody that I've spoken to with LGBTQ immediate family members or more broadly has ever heard of. And that's, you know, that's a great place where we can provide the connection um, between a small press doing incredible work and all these families seeking these books that are incredibly hard to find right now. So it's that's another example. It's so good. Allie, thank you so much for joining us uh, to talk about ourselves, but also for pulling together all these wonderful people uh, to make this happen. And what a great, what a great opportunity as well for us to put our voices, you know, add our voices for publishers to hear uh, by finding, it's hard to find these books. Thank you for making it easier to find these books. And we'll make sure that we link everybody up to our shelves. And I'm never going to be able to say the word shelves again. Sorry. And now it's totally <laughs> in my head. Uh, all mixed up. And we'll link everybody up to that. Thank you so much for joining us, Allie. And congratulations on your new family member to be. Thank to be. you so much. <laughs> and thank you both for all that you do to make parenting fun and so we can laugh at ourselves and, you know, learn from each other and be together in this crazy journey. Yeah, yeah, that or we'll all, you'll just see us all heading out to get milk and never coming back. Those are the choices. Those are the choices. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Take care. You too. Bye bye. Bye. I'm the JV Club Podcast, Janet Varney, and I used to suffer from indecision. I couldn't choose between Star Wars and Star Trek, whether to call or text, or the best way to cook my eggs. But now, thanks to my weekly dose of We Got This on Maximum Fun, my decisions are made for me. Thanks, Mark and Hal! Warning, We Got This may cause shouting, phone throwing, the illusion that the hosts can hear you, laughter on public transit, and death. We Got This with Mark and Hal. We know what's best. This holiday season, we're flooding the Max Fun store with our biggest ever new product launch. 17 brand new items from some of your favorite shows. I bet you know someone who needs a new shirt or mug, maybe a hoodie. Cozy up in a pair of Max Fun logo socks or keep the sun out of your eyes with a rocket dad hat. There is literally no better holiday gift for the Max Fun fan in your life than some new year. And hey, Pick yourself up a little something, too. You deserve it. Check it all out at MaxFunStore.com. That's MaxFunStore.com. We're back. I know what my kids are getting I, for Christmas. <laughs> same here. <laughs> I know. I know. I really think this is. I'm very excited about I this. I am so excited yeah. about this. Yeah. And it really is like... I can do this. Even just yeah. even just signing even if I didn't have kids, I'd order yeah. a subscription so I could have my numbers yeah. like added to their numbers. Yeah. You know, I just yes. think it's and 
for all of our yelling about getting more diverse books on our shelves, yeah. you know, and how we need reflections of other people, mm-hmm. I, I just... This does it for me. Yes. It made my life easier. Yes. Ugh. It's great. One less thing to worry about, which ties in nicely to what we always are worrying about. And that is a mom having a breakdown. So this is either a fail or a rant. I'm not sure yet. I am just driving at one o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday because I'm just, I I just don't understand why it's so hard. I see all of my friends with all of their kids. They have two or three. I just have one. And I don't understand why it's so hard. I love her more than anything. But it's hard. It's hard on my marriage. It's hard on me. I feel like it's hard on her because I'm just always so tired and I just feel like I'm not doing enough. My husband just got a new position at work where he's managing other people and he's just irritable all the time. I'm irritable and I'm just, he wants to have another baby. I just don't even understand how we can even have another baby at this point with how it is. And I, I'm sure that it's not that bad and it's not as bad as I feel like it is, but I'm just struggling because I don't even know if I'm supposed to have another baby at this point. I'm just driving around because I have no friends in this area. My family isn't in this area. All I have is my husband's friends and his family, and I feel like I have nobody to talk to and nobody understands. So I got it out. That's just how I'm feeling right now. Thanks for listening. Wow. Yeah. I, 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 first of all, you're doing a remarkable job. Yeah, you are. The thing that first came to my head was, am I calling the hotline? I know. Is anybody? I mean, you I are. I know. This is, parenting can be so isolating, yeah. and yet every single thing you are going through. Yeah. You, I just want to say you are so not alone. This, it also, that's so saying that everybody feels this way, too, does not belittle how you feel. Yes. This is a real feeling yes. that, that the, how hard, this is exactly what we say, When It doesn't matter how many kids you have. It's just hard. Yeah, I I really connected with the part where you said, like, I see my friends and they have yeah. two or three kids and I don't understand why it's hard with them. I have often had this thought to myself where I'm like, am I <laughs> am I perpetuating somehow <laughs> yeah. this idea that, like, having three kids is fine? Because yeah. it's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm... Seriously, yeah, like, no. I I come here every week and I, like... I try to approach all of this with like good humor, but sometimes yeah. it's so fucking hard. It feels like wrong. It feels like not okay. And like, I don't, I just don't ever, <laughs> I don't ever want somebody to look at me mm. and be like, well, she can do it. She's doing a great, like, I just I never feel think that. Good. Just <laughs> Thank you. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no. I, because I do that too. I yeah. look at other parents and I go, well, they have three or they have four or they have more yeah. or they they have two and that's so great and they're yeah. doing great and it's yeah. perfect. I mean, like I yeah. do that. It'd we be all if do I only had one. We right. all project. Yeah. We all project onto what's going on with other people and it's kind of all bullshit in a way. But like this ties back to what we were talking about at the beginning. You, we all also do what also rela- I related to was when she was saying, "I love my yeah. child yes. so much." Of course, so do I. Yeah, that is completely it's separate. Totally from not. how yeah. hard yeah. it is. Yeah, it is. It, we, you know, we were talking about like it, the difference between parenting and living with people <laughs> suddenly yeah. in your house, and. No, who thinks like we were talking like how amazing is it that we like found a partner to live with yeah now let's put other people in yeah. here and see if that helps our yes. relationship yes <laughs> i'm sure this right <laughs> there's nothing stressful about this on on these relationships right. whether it be the relationships with the kids the yeah. relationships with our partner yeah. the relationships with our friends or yeah. the relationships with ourselves yeah i mean it's a real shit show up in there. Yeah. And there's this expectation that our love yeah. for these people yeah. that we have brought into our house yeah. is somehow supposed to negate that or right. erase that right. or make us feel bad for having those feelings that yeah. it's really hard. Yeah. And or, it's, that, or that if everybody was doing a good job, yeah. it would work. Right. Like, well, like, it's yeah. just messy sometimes. Oh, it's, like, it's just so messy sometimes. It's really hard it's really hard i you are correct yeah and i'm i'm it does have an impact on relationships it is hard when everybody's at their end you know what i mean like it's hard and when you're not sure like the pressure of like should i have another another one i don't know if i want to yeah Yeah. that's a real pressure really hard that i feel like that's enough to kind of like taint everything that's going on too like yeah. You know what I mean? Like just having that going on while you're going about the, doing everything, everything else. else. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard. And there's also sometimes it feels like there's a disconnect between your partner. If your partner's like, let's have another kid. Yeah. You want to be like, how do you yeah. think that that's a good what idea? Life are you living yeah. right now? Where are you yeah. right now? <laughs> right. <laughs> are we really we connected here? Yeah. yeah. Are we in the same marriage? <laughs> but that can also foster yeah. that whole like you don't even begin to understand right. me yeah. and like yeah. oh it's not as hard as you think it is. Again, yeah. I don't know who these voices are right. doing, but everybody's an up. idiot <laughs> yeah. in my in my alternate universes. <laughs> but you know what? I mean? <laughs> Perpetuating the stereotypes. Sorry, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like. There's your other pressure as well. And uh, take it from me. I understand the pressure of like your family's not there. You know, your friends are based maybe on your partner's friends and not your own. That's really hard. Yeah. That's hard. And, you know, we can sit here and list like a million ways to like help with that, you know. But I I really, I don't think that's necessarily the point of of the call. You know, I, I just think you're doing a good job and we hear you yeah it's really hard and you're not alone and you're a really good parent yeah you really are doing a good job yeah good job Teresa yes what did we learn today I think our I think we have stumbled on 
to a new way of looking at things. Mm-hmm. Sort of like, oh, I suddenly took the blue pill and now I see that the universe has been like this the whole time mm-hmm. and not the way I've been told it's mm-hmm. supposed to be by just merely separating the living with people who are children mm-hmm. and parenting. Mm-hmm. And I think it's been totally screwed up that we've tried to combine them this yeah. whole time. It's been putting a lot of pressure on the parenting. I think so. And I think it's. I think this might help us solve some problems because yeah. we can kind of go, well, is this a parenting issue I'm having or is this just a living with kids yeah. issue? You know, like yeah. can I... It helps you kind of like pinpoint what it is. Yeah, and like I can ad- I can maybe adjust. Yeah. living situations. Yeah. <laughs> a yeah. lot quicker maybe than I yeah. can parenting ones. And also maybe that takes the edge off us feeling like good or bad parents. Oh. You know. Yeah. It's guys. It's a lot to have to live with people. Yeah. It really is of all ages. Of all ages. It's really true. And as I said, they're still technically strangers. <laughs> on some level. Yeah. Oh, opinions and like needs changing. And like, at least with your partner, if you have a partner, if they suddenly like change on something or like, I didn't know you hated reading the funnies, like whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. It's like, okay, you're still like a human. You never watch that movie. Yeah. These are fixable. You can talk it out. <laughs> but like you, when your kid is suddenly like. I don't eat grilled cheese anymore. Yeah. You're like, who the fuck are yeah. you? I Because I'm responsible yeah. for feeding you. Yeah. And now Just you've messed it. it all up. Just eat the grilled cheese. Yeah. Or the turkey. Yeah. We also learned that I'm wearing one of our new t-shirts. And it looks so good. Guys, I immediately went out and bought the Haggard and Broken and the It's Friday Somewhere shirt the day they came out. And the, uh, the Haggard and Broken. Yeah. Is so you do not really you don't really see, see what it says, and it's so. And then when you do, <laughs> it's so good. It's next level. It's so good and yeah. comfortable. It's Friday somewhere is amazing. I will warn you, and we're going to update the website. The women's cut of the It's Friday somewhere we're running smaller than the women's cut in the Haggard and Broken. Okay, but guys. Go get yourself a new fun shirt to wear for the holidays. They're at maxfunstore.com. Everybody, you're doing a remarkable job. Yeah, you are. I we one holiday down. Yeah. Several more to, to go. go. Yeah. We are inundated with holiday things. Yep. You don't have to engage you with don't. all of it. You don't. You can pick and choose. Pick and choose. The benefit of living with children is you can use them to your benefit. Yeah. To get out of things. Yeah. Take it easy on yourself. Please. Pick a thing that's important to you. Yeah. Do that thing. That be it. Yeah. Don't be like me, crying on the floor to your four-year-old daughter (laughs) that you're really sorry that you ruined Christmas. I don't ever (laughs) want to go back to that place. Ever. Again, I'm dry. I'm so dying. I'm ruined. Oh, my God, guys. I don't Were you ever... pregnant? No. no. I don't know what, what I... What year was that? I don't remember that. She had to have been over... She was like four or five. Okay. So there was another baby there, and I think yeah. I was just trying to like... I don't Trying to do to... too much? Don't look back. Yeah, don't look don't back. Don't look back. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not go back and find God, out no what one was going find on that there. episode. <laughs> Everybody... I'm already ready to forget I today's episode. <laughs> And thanks to the fog, yeah, we will. Yeah. Everybody, you're doing a great job. Yeah, you are. Teresa? Yeah. 
You're doing a very good job. Thank you, Biz. So are you. Thank you. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Bunn, our producer, Hannah Smith, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.